You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum, an intuitive oracle card reader and energy healer. Today, I'm talking about a spirit crumb that I have been led to, which is talking about the houses in astrology. Each of our charts are divided into 12 sections, which are the houses, and each house is represented by one of the astrological signs. And every year the sun goes through these signs and we can experience different energies based on where these 12 houses are in our charts. So something that's important to realize is that we don't all have the houses in the same order. So when you look at your chart, the nine o'clock position on the clock is where the first house starts. And that's also where you locate your ascendant or rising sign. So for me, it's the same as my sun sign, which is Capricorn. And then they go in order, of course, but instead of going clockwise, they actually go counterclockwise so that the last house is the 12th house. So I thought today I would talk about the houses, but what's the spear crumb that led me to that was that I did my Guide to Your Inner Light Worker workshop last weekend. And at the end of it, at some point, I just randomly was talking about how you can always be learning more about these systems because we ended with human design. And I was saying how like, I'm not an expert in anything. I'm not an astrologer, but I do love researching things and spending time learning. And I'm very open about learning because I know that you can't all like know everything about anything really, because there's always things that you miss. And so I was saying, I would love to go back and look at the houses again. And I was talking about how I bought this book called the book of houses an astrological astrological guide to the harvest cycle in human life. Um, and it turns out I bought it back in January. And so I just commented that, um, at the end of one of the sessions. And then today I woke up and saw the book of houses book on my shelf. And I thought, you know what, I know this is going to be a rabbit hole, but I really feel like I need to look at this right now. And in this book, instead of talking about the astrological signs for each house, it actually talks about the harvest cycle and how that relates to the energies of each one. So you can still recognize the same qualities of the signs as you go through this book, but it's just, um, a little bit different in how it's expressed in the book and like how they describe the cycle going. So I was thinking to myself that after I started looking through this book and going down the rabbit hole that before I talked about the Taurus and Scorpio energy that I wanted to talk about, I thought I would go through these houses and talk about them in terms of the harvest cycle because it was super interesting for me. So what's interesting about this is that the cycle starts with the 11th house because the idea is that 
this house is where you are identifying what your your goals and dreams are and that aligns with Aquarius and so it's this idea of the visionary instead of starting at the first house which in astrology is Aries so in this 11th house before starting there it starts with choosing the seeds that you want to plant and looking at what your dreams are and having that Aquarius like looking ahead the visionary at like what you would like to see yourself doing uh, at the end of the cycle for me that is really interesting to reflect on because for myself that is actually during mine is in my 11th house is in Scorpio so it's a very different energy but still very introspective and for me that's when I really started thinking about um, shadow work I started sharing about that and I started thinking about the fact that I wanted to be doing more healing work because I had just recently in October um, I had taken my Reiki level one and I was starting Reiki level two within that time period I think actually on the last day of my um, 11th house was when I got my Reiki level two attunement um, and so I was really planting those seeds that I wanted to be able to be in more service to others um, at the end of this cycle without realizing I was really doing it in alignment with this cycle. There's a pattern of what you tend to be doing or how you tend to be looking at your life at these times. And during this period for me, because mine is November 22nd to December 10th, um, this is a time during the holiday season when I'm getting very optimistic and hopeful. I watch serendipity like a million times. And so for me, it's very aligned with my energy at that time, which is just super interesting. But yeah, we're just keeping in mind that this 11th house is in this system called choosing seeds. And then of course, planting them as part of that cycle. And then the 12th house, which is traditionally in Pisces, this one is about germination. And so this is the seed taking its first steps into germination underneath the soil. And so this for us, how that expresses sometimes is a period of uncertainty. It can really fuel our worries and doubts because we can't see what's happening. We have to just trust that it's happening. Um, and this can bring up a lot of different fears in our lives and things that we start to worry about. Instead of just letting it establish itself, um, that's what we tend to do. But what we should be doing is really starting to embody it and changing little habits and things that really reflect that more because it's a time of preparation for rebirth. We are waiting for that little sprout to come up and to the surface. And in order to do that, we need to clear away any debris that's going to prevent that from coming through. And it's also a time that, because if you think about Pisces, it's very intuitive. It's also a time that doing some, going to a psychic or developing our psychic abilities can be really strong because it can help us to make sense of the uncertainty or start to help us ground ourselves into seeing that our vision may actually come true because we don't trust it. And so that's super interesting for me because I do tend to do 
a lot of this type of work and I start to look at my numerology for the next year and you know all of those kinds of things at this time and for me this year um, that actually did resonate because shadow work came up and that's you know a lot of what we what shadow work is is looking at the things that are not usually in the light and bringing them to light and I actually did a lot of meditation at that time, which wasn't really normal for me, but that I had some very, very profound meditations. And one of them was of uh, a dear guide, a buck that came through as a Reiki guide. And so that was kind of my little acknowledgement and um, validation that my thoughts of being a healer and being of service to others was, was being supported. I was feeling confident in it and I felt like people were receiving my energy well, but it was just something where I was like, is this going to be something I can really dedicate myself to? And so that really helped me. And so if you think about it, wherever your 12th house is, think about if during that time you find yourself worrying a lot or not being able to fully trust that your vision is going to be coming through. Because at the end of that cycle is one of these first um, axes, um, which is where your ascendant is, and that is your resurrection day or your birthday in this um, harvest cycle. And so for mine, which is makes sense why I follow these cycles so well, mine is actually on December 31st. Um, so realistically, like the birth of a new year is my rebirth time. And my birthday is actually not far after that. My birth, my actual birthday is January 4th, because as I mentioned before, like my ascendant is in Capricorn, the same as my birth sign, my sun sign. First house is about self. In astrology, that's Aries. And so you think about it, that's a lot of initiation, um, you know, acting on behalf of yourself. But in this cycle of harvest, it's also a time of rediscovery. And it says that this is a time that you usually want to be alone and that you really don't want too many people that are close to you that can influence you around. And this makes so much sense because I always feel so bad around my birthday because I just want to be by myself, um, partly because the holidays are a lot of interaction and it's always like a lot of great things like seeing people that I love and having that energy, but at the same time that I need this period of retreat and this does line up with my first house and this time of rediscovery. And so I always feel bad because people want to spend time with me for my birthday and I genuinely appreciate them so much, but it's actually a time when I really just want to be by myself and start like looking at what I want for the next year. And you're very vulnerable at this time because you're really questioning whether you're capable of carrying through this vision and even in terms of like new year's resolutions for me, um, this is my new year's resolutions are usually related to like my purpose and like what I actually want to do. And so this is a very sensitive time for me because it's when I start thinking about whether or not I can actually make those things happen. And then during this time, you'll also start to see little bits of your seeds popping up. So things where you might start getting ideas, um, or start getting some spirit crumbs that start to lead you towards actually seeing yourself in this role or seeing these things be possible. And so for me around this time, I was really focused on the idea of um, purity of intention, speaking your truth, um, service to others. And during this time, I actually 
first posted and got the idea for doing my intuitive workshop. And I posted about stepping into your gifts, um, leadership, knowing when you're being called to lead. And I launched my podcast, all of these things within this period. It does align very much with this um, kind of energy, even though it's ruled by Aries. I think that's what pushed me to actually launch these things, even though it's usually a very uh, vulnerable time. I think just the fact that it's the first house is ruled by Aries, it kind of helps me um, during this self-discovery phase to really push through and get those things out there. And then the second house is about putting down roots. And so now that you kind of have figured out who you are and you're kind of trusting yourself, now you need to really figure out what's necessary for you in order to feel safe moving forward. And so this is Taurus um, is the sign for this second house. And it's called the gatherer as well. So this is a good time to increase your finances, plan how to meet your needs, and to identify where you need support. And for me, I had a lot going on at this time. Um, and I really was learning to reach out for support. That's what my lesson was during that time. Um, and Taurus is, you know, very much about art as well. And so even though that's not mentioned here, I was feeling more secure in my artwork as well. And then the third house is representative of exploratory growth and it's about education and communication so this one's called the student and it's ruled by gemini traditionally and so curiosity communication and self-study are big themes for it that's when like the roots would be really coming out we'd see things kind of popping up and reaching out little branches and little stems reaching further and really figuring out what's around you and so this can be a time when as a person we're also curious we're looking at ourselves as well as looking at anything that we can study that can help us in moving forward with our dreams and we'll also be getting a lot of messages and spirit crumbs at this time because we'll start to get little bits of um, being seen and we'll start to be able to express ourselves a little bit more, which makes sense for Gemini. For me, my third house is in Aries. And so for me, when Aries season is a great time for me because I feel very motivated and I wanna make things happen and then I wanna share those things. And so I actually, Today is my last day of this, um, this period, and I just did my workshop last week where I was sharing all of the things that I've learned over time for intuition building, and that was good timing without realizing it that this is a, this is a good time to be um, curious and sharing and teaching putting yourself out there and like the little plant being seen by people and starting to be visible. And I've had in the last few days invitations and recognition coming up. So I have been seen. I was asked to be on someone's podcast. Um, someone else mentioned me, my podcast on theirs. And you really start to see that you have this ability to be seen and to move forward in whatever your vision is and that you where you see where you might need a little bit more 
um, knowledge. And so that's what's been happening with me with um, being led to learn more about the houses and how I can use these cycles and looking at human design again from a new lens because I've taken a break from it. The next one of these really important points is the heritage day, which is on the cusp of your uh, third and fourth house. And so the last day of your third house, which for me happens to be today, the day that I picked up this book, it's called Heritage Day. And so this is a day to look at your ancestors and your family and realize like that they are the reason that you're here and that this life is possible. And it's a really good time to connect to the ancestors and really see what they think about your vision. And it's interesting for me because this being in Taurus season makes sense because that is always such a significant time period for me in terms of family because my grandmother who passed, her birthday was on May 9th, so she was a Taurus. Mother's Day is in this month. Um, my grandfather, uh, my grandmother's husband, my, both on my paternal side, um, he passed away in May. And so it's just a time that have has really brought a lot of different family bonds for me. And so the fact that Heritage Day is in this time period makes a lot of sense because this is uh, the last week or so has been when I've been really thinking about those relationships and reflecting on uh, my ancestors. So I just thought that was a really beautiful thing that I was called to do that today. And then the fourth house is Cancer traditionally, and for me is in Taurus. And the fourth house is in the harvest cycle about pruning and weeding and about family, which makes sense because it's still in, considered in cancer. But for me, like I said, Taurus is almost like my cancer where like that's where I really think about family. For this too, thinking about pruning and weeding, it's about seeing all these little things popping up now like we did in the third uh, house where you start to see all these things being expressed and they're being seen and then realizing oh my gosh i planted so many things and like i don't think i actually need all of these these aren't all integral to my well-being and you start to look at the basics and like what you really need and what really resonates and what's funny is i just did one of my card pull friday readings on on friday for some reason the message i really was pushing was this idea that for me aries season is when i come up with all these ideas and which is my third house and that right now is i the energy i was feeling so strongly is that we need to decide what things we're going to move forward with and being more practical that's how i see taurus season which aligns with the fourth house so even though taurus is usually the second house for me, it's very much a fourth house thing, and it makes sense with this harvest cycle of pruning and weeding. And it says it's pruning as much as like, you know, weeding is like, it's hard work, but it's easy. You can see what where the weeds are. You know what things you really don't need. Pruning, though, you really have to commit to, and it can be scary because you're like, what if I cut off the wrong thing? Or like, what if I stop the growth? But the thing is, if you avoid the pruning and you just let everything grow, then you never get to see the fruits of your labor because um, the energy gets distributed too sparsely and it's diluted too much. And you also start to see patterns in your family at this time that might be impacting how you move forward and why you do things the way you do them and why certain things are important to you. You start to realize like that you want to be 
a good ancestor and you start looking at your own way of, of using these cycles and energies. And then the idea is also that home is also an internal thing where you can really be at home within yourself and visit your ancestors that way. And then the fifth house is creative growth. It's the house of the child. And traditionally that is in Leo. And it's about expression, letting go of control and adventure. In terms of this harvest cycle, it means not trying to force anything, just letting it grow and letting it be, and just not, because we've just pruned it. So now it needs time to like stretch out and see what that pruning really did. And to let the sun hit it, you know, the Leo sun um, connection and the fire and letting it really absorb that light. And then as people, it's time for us to really be seen, be out of our, um, out of our, frightened phase and into our letting go of control and really just surrendering and this is because it's um on the same axis as the 11th house where we planted our seeds it's time to really reflect on what those seeds are and really feel into that energy and feel if that's something that we feel is coming through for me this is actually on the cusp of um, taurus and gemini um, it's in taurus but for me, it's really interesting because it is usually this time of the year in the spring when I am feeling like just letting go. And lately it's made more sense because the last four or five years I've been in school until this period. So this is kind of playtime going into, you know, end of May when I've had the time to start doing the reflection, which is what I'm in now, um, connecting with my family and getting rid of things that I don't need and really like deciding what projects to take forward. But then after that, it is kind of a creative time for me where I feel like I have freedom again. <laughs> and I'm actually getting excited just thinking about it. And then the sixth house is about budding and flowering and it's focused on health. And so traditionally this is Virgo and it's about he being the healer and being of service. And so for me, that's in Gemini. So it's a little bit of a different energy, but traditionally this is about productivity. You're starting to see these things really flowering and you can see things manifesting. And what's important at this time is to make sure that the plant or yourself or your dreams are healthy, making sure there's nothing that you're not seeing where there's a blockage or something that will prevent that fruit from coming through. And so for people, this means that healing and meditation, so our inner health as well as our outer health, really need our attention at this time. So this is something where you can also look at where this is in your chart and what sign is associated with your sixth house to see, house to see where that health and service energy might be showing up for you. This is also a time when volunteering and going into the community can be really really important. And like I said, just making sure you don't have any blockages because then you have this urge to serve and nourish others at this time. And so you want to make sure that you're healthy first. And so for me, it brings up that metaphor of not pouring from an empty cup. You have to fill your own cup up first. And so because this is six months from where the germination happened, this is when you go from that inward to the outward expression instead of being focused on ourselves and internally, we're now starting to connect outwardly to other people. And for me, because that's in Gemini, it makes a lot of sense for me that like, even though the healer energy 
Um, I really feel that as part of like the sixth house, but the service also for me comes with communication because a lot of what I like to do is to share information and meditation is a part of that too. On the cusp of the sixth and the seventh house is sharing day. And so that is about closeness. It's about fertility, receptivity, and surrender. And then you're moving into the seventh house, which is about um, companionship. And so commitment and trust come up here and getting feedback from people that are close to. And so it's really interesting because um, for me personally, this is the day before my mom's birthday. So I'm always connecting with my mom and my seventh house is in cancer. Uh, I have a cancer moon and my mom is a cancer. And so that's just for me, it's interesting that that is a very important day for, it's a very feminine kind of day. And that is when I tend to spend time with my mom. Um, but the seventh house is traditionally a Libra house because it is about that partnership, the two people coming together. It's about uh, union. And this is actually called in the harvest cycle, they call it the pollination phase because it's when um, the two start coming together. And so it's about maturity and fertilization. And in terms of partnership, this can also mean like any contract or partnership. So it could be a business thing as well. But surrender, trust, and receptivity still transfer over from the sharing day. That's kind of where this energy moves over because it's about that initial receiving of the other person. Then the eighth house, which is um, traditionally Scorpio, is still about um, this connection, but this is about the reproductive growth. And so this is also a house that's traditionally about sex, death, and secrets. So very like Scorpio energy. Um, but it's also within this, the time of the fruits really ripening. And um, it's like the sexual peak and it's about intimacy. So that intimacy carries over from the receptivity and surrender. Um, you're really allowing yourself to connect with the other person. And then this is like the eighth house in this situation is like where you actually physically come together with the other, um, the other person or the other par part of the partnership. And so there is still a vulnerability and trust here. And you really, this also tends to be like a time of like privacy and intensity where you're like really fusing. And what they say in this is that like in a plant, the male um, part of the plant tends to die. And then the female plant technically though, then is fused with the male. So they both, the individuals tend to die and it becomes more of that like really intense union. And so this can be a time when in this cycle, they say to be more loving and affectionate to a partner. Um, but in general, just having more quality time and being really attentive to anyone you're in a partnership with in order to nurture that relationship so that the fruits are able to continue ripening to get to the next house, which is the ninth house, which is typically Sagittarius. And this is the fruition and the actual ripening. And it's called the believer because you're so close to harvest and you really need to start believing in yourself and your dreams and in each other. And so for this, it talks about 
how you start to look at your harvest as an opportunity to share with the community. So this is a time for your ethical code, which for Sagittarius, that's like the philosopher as well. So this is a time when you're really looking at what you should do once you get this har harvest. But the other half of it is that there's an idea of like timing and patience and the fact that you can't just, if you harvest too quickly, you won't know how good it could have been. Or you may stop yourself from having enough to share with other people. In this case, it also relates to humility and contemplation, where you start to see your place in the greater society. And looking at the fact that you, if you're just looking at material goals and you're just looking at having these physical things, but there's no meaning behind it, then it really doesn't give you any motivation to move forward to do it again, all over again once you complete the cycle. And so finding meaning by seeing how you can impact other people is a big part of the ninth house. For me, it's actually in Libra. So it's still a very focused, um, a very, very big focus on others. So it's interesting because that does usually align for me. And then looking at the harvest day, it's the last day of the ninth house, also the first day of the 10th house. And that is the day that's like the climax where this abundance is ready for you. You now can start sharing it with the community. And it's a time when you can really celebrate the fact that you worked with the cycle in order to make sure that you nurtured this uh, idea and these seeds all the way through this cycle to maturity. And now you're able to share with others. And there's this idea that then the fruit provides a new seed and that you're then able to go back to um, planting it again. But then the 10th house, which is traditionally Capricorn, is the harvest. This is the harvest part of the cycle. And this is the provider, which is where you get that idea of like hard work that's associated with the Capricorn uh, sign. And so this is the time when you're, it, you're working super hard because you're, you're storing the produce or whatever it is, you're processing whatever your harvest is, and then you're distributing it. And what's interesting is that traditionally, you know, this falls within the holiday season, which is when most companies have the most intense time for sales and for making their quota to be able to pay all of their staff and for people to be able to provide for their families. And so it's a time of taking responsibility and really making sure that you follow through to the end of that cycle to the best of your ability. And then it's also a time because the 10th house is also about your public image and reputation. So however this turns out is going to have a lot to do with how other people see you and how you see yourself. The productivity also is associated with the survival of others. So that's where sometimes that responsibility can come up, like whether you've fulfilled the quota of what you need in order to provide for whatever the community. And again, this isn't always physical things. Sometimes this can just be that you've um, gotten all the knowledge that you need. But basically, at this point near the end of the cycle, because you're coming back to the time where now you've processed all of the stuff and you're starting to be able to think about what you could do better next time. And this is where you start developing the new seeds to plant for the following year, going into the 11th house again. This is a time that for me is in Scorpio. And so that's the idea of death and rebirth. But yeah, so that's kind of the journey through the houses, which is 
a lot and this is a long episode again but it's just super interesting to see it in terms of the harvest cycle instead of just specifically about the signs because it gives you more of an idea of how to physically think about this and how all of the houses connect to one another as opposed to just seeing at each one as a different sign. It kind of tells you how we move through the cycle of the year through the zodiac signs um, in astrology. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll be doing another one on Taurus and Scorpio very soon. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs. Or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.